0: You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here. And thank you so much for all the feedback on the episodes this fall and what resonated for you. I cannot wait to keep bringing you amazing guests and all my thoughts on everything that I'm up to in life. I really just love this platform for sharing with you guys. And I really believe that in the next year, there's going to be even more juicy topics as we are learning and living and growing together through this podcast. So thank you again for all of your support. Today, we are going to talk about the five love languages. And even if you've read the books, then I think that this will still be such a great refresher for you. I find that every time I listen to Gary Chapman or read an article he's written, even if it's from like 10 years ago, I just, it reminds me of how important the love languages are in my relationships. And so if you are already familiar with this, I still think you're going to take a lot away. It's a great refresher, but this is five love languages simplified. If you have never before read Or learned about the love languages. I believe that his book is like almost 20 million copies sold in English and it's been translated into like 50 languages. So it's been around for a really long time. You can read five love languages for your children. You can read five love languages for your wife or for your marriage. You can even read the five languages of an apology. And he's a really great book that he put out. Many years after the five love languages, when sorry is not enough, and it's all about forgiveness and apology, and that was a great read as well. So fivelovelanguages. com is the place you can go to actually take the quiz and find out what your main love language is. If you want to do that, then go for it. Otherwise, I find like reading the book, it's pretty clear to you what resonates as your main love language, I believe. And I tell this to people all the time whenever we're talking about love languages with children. I think the fastest way to find out what your child's love language is, at least right now, when you say I love you and they say I love you too, ask them how they know that they're loved. And it can be really insightful. You know, I really know that you love me because you cuddle me all the time or because you tell me all the time or because you're proud of me or because you give me nice little gifts. And that can be like just such an easy, quick way to figure out what their love language is right now. So why do we want to know this? We want to know what our love language is because it helps us in two ways. We need to be shown love in our love language to feel loved. And we also need to show others love. And where we get tripped up is we often show our love to other people in the way that we want to receive it, not necessarily in the way that they want to receive it. And that is such a huge, you know, awareness that you can bring to relationships, right? If you know that gifts are your thing and you love to receive little gifts and notes and love letters and surprise messages, or it doesn't have to be like something that costs a lot of money, (laughs) but if your thing is gifts, And you're constantly giving gifts to somebody that you want to make sure knows that you love them. You're giving that person gifts. But in actual fact, gifts are not their thing. They really need physical touch or they really need words of affirmation or they need quality time. Then all those thoughtful gifts that you're giving, they're just not, it's not landing for that other person. They still probably love getting them. But on some level, it's not meeting their need. Okay, so let's back it up. Let's go through each of the five love languages, really high level. Okay, if you want to know more about them, I really recommend reading the book or going to the website. But let's go through them high level. So number one, words of affirmation. This could be I love you, meaningful words, thoughtful things, appreciation, you know, showing pride or or telling them what really means a lot to you it's all about words. If this is somebody's main love language, then insults, verbal insults are going to be especially harmful for this relationship. Second one is quality time. And this is a really big one because it doesn't mean sitting together on the TV, in front of the TV, like on the couch together. That usually doesn't qualify as quality time for this person. This person needs cell phones off, TV off, you know, they really need like great conversation over dinner. They need you to not be distracted. They really, so if, if you were, if you were not listening and you were constantly distracted in your phone, this would be extremely harmful to this person, to showing your love to this person. And also this person doesn't want you to assume what quality time means to them. They really need you to ask like, what would be meaningful to you if we were spending time together, right? And like showing up in that way. That's really important. The third one is gifts. And just to clarify, this isn't about like big expensive gifts. This is about the thoughtfulness behind the gifts. So the the, the love, the thought, the effort that went into what you gave them, right? Like what's behind it. It's not about the cost. It's really about the thought. So quick story. My daughter really loves gifts. So if I surprised her with like a new pair of pajamas or a new hoodie or something, she loves that. Like she loves that I was thinking of her when I was like picking up groceries and I saw something that I knew she'd love and got it for her. Okay. Also, she loves that when I'm packing up her lunch, I thought of her and where she would be that day and said, like, good luck on your spelling test and left her a note so that that note counts as a gift for her and she feels really loved that she was thought of in the morning and then she feels thought of during the day. Okay, so that's a quick example there. The fourth one is acts of service. And this is an interesting one because I feel like any parent really appreciates acts of service. Appreciating acts of service and finding acts of service show that you are loved are kind of different. So if you're not getting any help from your partner on something, okay, whether it's like meals or parenting or whatever, then anything they do to help you is going to be appreciated. But that doesn't mean that it's your love language. So you really need to be real with yourself when you're figuring out what your love language is and be honest. Is my love language actually acts of service or do I just really need help? Right. So that could be taking out the trash. It could be like, paying bills or thinking about making dentist appointments or picking up the kids or, yeah, like really, truly acts of service. So if somebody is really lazy and doesn't pick up after themselves, then this person is really going to feel unloved. Okay. And then physical touch is number five. And if physical touch is your main love language, then you really like cuddles and hand-holding. It doesn't always mean sex, but it can, but it, it doesn't always mean that. And neglect or abuse, like emotional abuse specifically, is going to be really harmful for this person, physical obviously as well. But any kind of neglect or abuse is going to be really harmful. And if you are somebody that requires space, potentially when you're upset about something, that could send a message, right? If you're not able to be like physically cuddly or loving or affectionate with a person, it could send the message if their main love language is physical touch. So something to be aware of. So yeah, the way that Mr. Chapman explains this concept is that we all have a love tank. Okay, like if we think of a gas tank. And if we are keeping it full and it's being filled constantly, then we won't get to the point of like fumes and burnout. So if we think of our relationships, if we're constantly doing small things to fill up that love tank, then it will it will run beautifully. And he also believes that love is a choice. And so we make choices every day to show love to somebody and that grows the love. And I really love that concept. I really do feel that that is something that's really important to consider because often in relationships, people can be saying that they're in, you know, that they love you, but their actions don't align and something's like, you know, something's not working. Like, I don't feel like you love me. This could be with a parent, it could be with your partner, it even could be with your children, where they're not feeling loved and then acting out, and you're like, "What? They're my children. I love them, but maybe their main love language is quality time, and you have just been, you know, spread so thin between work and and multiple children and a spouse, and so they've actually had very little one-on-one quality time with you. Okay, like. So that's how this becomes so powerful. I have some real tells that my kids will give me where they need more one-on-one quality time. And it's something that I prioritize, but life happens. And so, you know, as it's just me and giving them one-on-one quality time, it means that usually I'm having to pick one up from school early or take one to school late or getting a babysitter for one. Like I have to be really on top of it. I have to be really thinking about it. But the benefits of it are so impactful to how they feel and what our connection is like. Yeah. So I think that's the way to think of it. And I would also encourage you to start talking about it with your children, because how beautiful is it for you to share this gift with them? And they can start really advocating for what they need, understanding what their own needs are. This is helping them to be building habits around boundaries and advocating for themselves, feeling empowered and, you know, not growing up to be that sort of traditional people pleasing person. The love tank concept can really be a simple one for kids to pick up. And I think by about, you know, depending on the child, but about around the age of eight, most children can really understand this concept of the five love languages. And that everyone speaks a different love language. And so we're trying to understand what others speak, but also what we speak so that we can really just build beautiful relationships with people, right? If you are unsure what your main love language is, like I said, you can take the quiz, you can read the book, you can just sort of reflect to yourself and think about, okay, where have I felt the most loved and appreciated? What was going on? What were they doing? And maybe that will give you some clues. You can also think about your childhood. What was like lacking for you in your childhood might be the quickest thing for you to identify. That might give you clues. Trust your instincts on this one. Maybe also looking at like past relationships that you've had or friendships that you had where you've been hurt, like how you felt hurt and or let down. And that can also give you clues on like what was missing and therefore what might have been your love language that they just weren't speaking that language to you at all. So I hope that this is a fun refresher on the five love languages. Just remember that we're not all speaking the same language and we give and we receive love most of the time differently. (laughs) So if you're in a relationship right now and Somebody in the relationship is constantly saying that they don't feel loved, like you're not showing up for me the way I need. Something's missing for me. If you feel that way, or if you're hearing that, then really diving into the five love languages can be such a game changer. And you could realize that you have been trying to show somebody love in a way that is just not their love language. I know that for myself, I often show love in the way that it was shown to me as a child. If I show up with some baked goods for somebody, it is absolutely my way of saying to them, "Like I love you, like you mean so much to me." I'm showing up with these baked goods. Okay, I'm just giving you guys a simple example, but. That's what I saw as a child and that was done. So I saw my family going out into the community and out into our friends and family's lives, giving gifts, usually, you know, jars of jam, baked goods, things like that. And I just, that became part of who I am is somebody that does that. If the person who I'm wanting to, to say, you mean a lot to me if they don't have acts of service or gifts as their love language, then what might mean the most to them is actually just grabbing a coffee and going for a walk by the lake, right? Maybe their thing is quality time. And it's that simple. It's like really being self-aware and reflective enough to say, am I giving this relationship what it needs? What does this person really need from me? Or what do I need from this relationship? And then just You know, tweaking, adjusting, being mindful. And you really want to make those small intentional choices every single day or every single time you see this person to really make sure that the love take is filled. What a beautiful time of year to really be intentional about showing people that we care about them. I love the holidays for that. So I encourage you to be reflective. If there's a relationship in your life that you really don't feel like you're getting what you need from it, or you just feel like you keep giving, but that person's not, they're not seeing it. Then journal on this and maybe pick up the book and read it. And I wish you guys all the best in making our relationships stronger and getting more from our relationships because you totally, totally deserve it. And Simplifying our relationships with others is absolutely a part of embracing a simplified life. So love you guys.
0: Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirstie. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life.